Hey there, folks. What do you know? It's the Uticast episode 181. The time flies when you're having fun, and the holiday season is right around the corner. Joining us this week, I think, is Justin Parkinson filling in as last-minute replacement. He's not here yet, though. Could be any time, I hope. Otherwise, just a big, empty space in the center. I could just do both parts, Heather. You could play Justin, couldn't you? I could try. Do your best Justin impression for me real quick. (laughs) Give me your best Justin voice. I don't have a Justin. You don't have a Justin voice? All right. All right. Well, anyhow, <laughs> Justin will probably be here. Also this week, uh, we'll talk about fast food. We'll go through the news of the week. We have a lot of movie talk this week. Uh, I'm done with this guy. Peter playing themselves. Uh, Beyonce performing at your wedding. All this. So much more. Uh, as always, we are happy to have you here, True Believers, as we prepare for the holiday season. Back to the show. It's the Unicast episode 181. Uh, let's get right off the bat. Uh, we had a sort of a last minute cancellation for guests this week, as you may have heard. Justin Parkinson of Maiden Utica will be here for I don't even know how many times it is. All the time. He <laughs> likes to come on. I asked him, hey, I need help finding a guest this week. I had somebody who couldn't make it. And he said, I've got the perfect guest. I got the perfect morning. guest. I got the perfect guest, and it's me. Me. <laughs> and so, Justin. <laughs> We'll be back uh, later on, but it's fine. I always have lots to talk about with Justin, lots of Maiden Utica updates. They had a lot of cool stuff going on over the last few weeks. Uh, he's making Christmas gifts for people this year I want to talk he's about. I, yeah, everything's coming hand I can't even... We'll, you'll hear it from the green room. It's it's outrageous. Is it the same thing that it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the same thing it was. It'll be interesting right. to see. Uh, <laughs> with that in mind, uh, it is 14-ish days till... Oh, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like Christmas. It really does not. It really doesn't feel like Christmas. Now, I haven't brought up the little crummy, sad Charlie Brown Christmas tree yet this year, which usually is the only decoration oh, yeah. I put up. Yeah, that's got to come up tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that'll help a little bit, but I'm kind of with you. I've not really... I've started buying presents. I still don't really feel the spirit, if you will, if that's the thing that people <laughs> feel about the holidays. Kevin, are you out of the pre-planning stages of shopping and into the actual research and development? <laughs> research and development. At this point, Same. at this point, um, it'll it, it takes its time. You know, we, you want Here's the thing with Christmas shopping. This is a mistake most people make. They go out there early. They don't have a plan. They don't know what's going on. You're running around. You're shopping for shopping's sake. You want to be efficient. You go out. You make one, maybe two strikes. You're done. Have everything planned out. Know exactly what you need. Get in. Get out. Heather, what's your, what's your holiday shopping oh, plan? Is, 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 is I mean, I have a cart still. I mean, I know what I'm going to get them. I just haven't really quite, like, I want to, there's certain things I want to get them. I want to make sure that they're right. All the 100 percenter gifts, the things I knew people wanted, people, the things that were on lists, things that I knew that I was going to get people for a while, those are done. Shipped and shipped and Good shipped. Good for you. Shipped. Come on, that's easy stuff. I, I have to, I'm in that stage, though, as a grad student with little money, where I sort of have to do my Christmas shopping based around my pay cycle. Right? Like, I did a bunch of shopping when I got paid, and then I was like, that's all the shopping I can do. Right, and, like, when you can, like, it makes sense to pick something up yeah. earlier because yeah. you're, you're more budgeting. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I'm really trying very hard to not put as much 
as I did on my credit card this year, as I did last year. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Really don't want to spend the rest of my next three months like paying off. I don't want to use my tax return to pay off my credit card loan. I'll put it that way. That's, no, don't blame me. Do you get that. lots of Christmas cards, too? Christmas cards? Yeah, like people send you cards. No. No. Okay. no. Very few people know where I live. <laughs> it's a big part of it. Smart. Smart. The people that do know where we live are already a problem. That's very I true. I do like, Yeah. Please don't send us Christmas. If you want to send, send us no, a digital send cards. Christmas yeah, yeah. card. Yeah, yeah. No, send cards. Send cards? They're send so cards? Fun to get. Yeah. I just feel bad I don't send them to anybody else. Do you, you need to take an ironic picture of you and your husband and your child and put it on a card and send it to people. That's no, I hate that. No. I have so many of them on my fridge. She does that 365 days a year. Yeah, I'm all over Instagram if you want to see what we're doing. Your Instagram Happy fan. Holidays. Yeah, you, you Happy wanna, holidays. You want to see the kid. He's got his own Instagram account. <laughs> he does. Right? Did you really send does. paper to your house? <laughs> cut down another tree in the rainforest? Did you Not take Heather. Did you take any photos? Never be Heather. For your skiing trip this weekend? Oh, yeah, I did. A lot of good cast photos of him oh, yeah. on the slopes. Oh, yeah. How did he take to the, the slopes? He was good son? this year. Last year, he was just like downward dog the whole way down the mountain. This year, he was standing up and trying to like, he was just trying to stand up and do it. Your soon-to-be three-year-old son? Yep. Is a better skier than me. That's already very yes. sad and, and disheartening for I feel me. Like you wouldn't be very strong. I mean, he skier. went right to the, right no. there. He didn't have a helmet or goggles yet. We were just going to take him on the bunny hill. He goes downstairs to the ski like ski store or whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And he tells the lady, I want that blue helmet and those blue goggles. <laughs> and we said, okay, he wants to wear them. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Get we it. took him to the top and we said, let's go. <laughs> you got to get it while the iron's hot. So it's like, uh, you know, no no, no point pushing it off into the future. Yeah. If he's into it, he's in it. Do it. He likes it. Uh, then he got sick because you're an uh, irresponsible parent who brings their kid out into the cold oh. every weekend so that they get the flu. Pretty, uh, pretty harsh judgment there. I, <laughs> I actually pretty, felt bad. I was like, no, because pretty harsh. No, judgment. that's not how illnesses work. No, no, I think no. I'm, I'm sorry that he's sick again. Though I'm surprised you're not sick. Again. No, I'm good right now. For now, till like two weeks. Till next week. Now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have two stories for you this week. Uh, one. Uh, the reason I didn't necessarily go hunting as hard as I could have for replacement guests is because it's finals week for me. I got finals mm-hmm. tomorrow and Wednesday. This is it. Then I'll be done for the semester mm-hmm. or for this next like month and a half and then back back on. Uh, I could really use it. <laughs> I've been burned into the ground over the last few weeks. Not just because of fallout, but because of actual work I've also had to do. So that's good. But I'll, I'll tell you a story that revolves around this. I'm driving out of work today driving back to the house to get ready for the show and to uh, just uh, just a long day. I was tired. I had a lot of dealing with students today. It really wore on me. I'm driving over the parkway on the way home and all right, I smoked a cigarette. That's right. I did. I don't I don't always smoke cigarettes. I try to cut down on my cigarette smoking habits, but I'm I'm prone to a cigarette in moments of stress. So I'm driving down the parkway. Windows open. I'm in the right-hand line smoking a cig. Pull up Looked to the left of me. One of my kids driving home. One oh. of my seniors. Oh, see? I'm like, oh, shit. What did they do? <laughs> well, I had to do the thing where I, like, so I had the, the the smoke in my mouth, right? And I got, and a kid, see, he didn't see the cigarette, so I had to drop my hand under the window sight. So now there's just smoke <laughs> coming up from out of the car. And I got, like, cigarettes smoking in my mouth. He's like, hi, Mr. Sam. I'm like, hi. Try not to like exhale while I'm talking. It's I'm like, God, I need this light to turn green. <laughs> so that's my punishment for. Uh, so there you go. Moral of the story is: don't smoke cigarettes. You'll get caught by the people who look Amongst up to other you, things. and they'll know why. That's not nice to say. Uh, all right, I got one more Christmas story to move on to this week. Uh, have you guys heard that radio stations across the nation are banning 
Baby, it's cold outside because of its creepy, controversial lyrics. Have you heard anything about this? I've heard of course. about it. Do, awake. Do, you, do you have any thoughts about no, the banning of this song? Uh, dumb and it's fake. Silly. It's a Just dumb. Stop. It's a dumb and fake story. Uh, <laughs> like it's so like what one station said they banned it. They had reasons, and like it's only a big deal because you're making it a big deal. If some station bans it in, like, St. Louis, the hell do you care? You're just getting puffed up about nothing. And the people getting puffed up about the song, they're wrong, too. Everybody's wrong. Everybody looks bad. If you shared this story, if you commented about the story I don't even publicly, know all the lyrics to it. I just know the song. I don't if you share this story, you're you're wrong, too. Everybody. Do you, do you like the song? No. I don't like any of these songs. I do kind of like... It's kind of a... It's funny. It's, like, not... Is it funny? It's supposed funny to be... Funny how? It's supposed no, to be... That's not it's supposed to be. You said it's funny. How's it funny? I like the deep vocals that they always use. Like a clown? <laughs> yeah, funny like a clown. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, like, I'm not saying... I think they haven't gone far enough here. And here's what I'm getting at. If you're going to ban this one, there's a lot of worse Christmas songs I'd like you to also ban, because I'm sick of hearing them. So you could ban that Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer song. Oh, I love that song. You like that one? I don't like that one. Of course one. you do. I love that song. Kill people. <laughs> <laughs> From, for all my Italian friends out there, I'm going to ban that Dominic the Christmas Donkey oh, like song. You heard song. that one? Oh, oh. it's really a terrible one. I worked, in an, I worked really in an Italian one. restaurant for a long time, and that was like the only Christmas Italian Christmas oh. song. And then There's Dean, so many. I, I would say if you had to put them all down on paper, there's probably more bad Christmas songs than there are good Christmas songs. I have a list of the top 15 worst Christmas songs I was saving for our Christmas episode, but there's some on there that are ugly. Ugly. Yeah, I Really bet. bad. I bet. A lot of bad stuff. <laughs> I'll give you one last one. Do you know one called The Christmas Shoes? Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's like one of those like yeah, awful. So Not a dumb one. That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, ban that one too. It's about that family. It's only got one pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, so for the sad. whole family. It is yeah, sad. Ban that one. Everybody should have their own shoes. It is uh, sad. There's one that uh, there's another one too, I think that John Denver wrote, which is like about his dad. He's like, Dad, don't get drunk on Christmas, and it's just like, jeez, what a that's song. Funny, it's not funny. <laughs> I don't know. They're all questionable, all these Christmas songs. Ban holiday music. Let's just play. No. Now, you know, I would have said that, like, last year. Now my son's kind of singing Jingle Bells, though. So he's getting into it, and it's cute. It's cute That's right cute. now. That it won't cute. be cute in, like, a couple years, but it's cute right now. Mm. That's fair. No, I'm Kevin's looking at me like, no. No, you're right. Now, this is a good, you're entering the good age for Christmas for your But he's child. just kind of, like, singing them a little bit, so I'm enjoying it. The age yeah, is it's... shrinking, too, by the way. It used to, you could usually get your kid into Christmas until, like, when we were growing up, like I was like thirteen, right? Twelve or thirteen. What do you mean into Christmas? Was a lot of times, mean? kids give up on the idea of like Santa and presents and stuff. Edgy kids. I mean, they give up on Santa, but I've never seen a kid give up on getting presents. Presents, no, right? No, I never. I, I, I still haven't given up. My mom. <laughs> send presents. Don't mom, send cards. Send presents. My mom honestly thought I believed in Santa until I was like seventeen. Oh. She's like, "You don't believe in Santa?" I was like, "Well, I just thought I'd stop getting good Santa gifts if I told you I was out on Santa." Uh, no, like my niece is in that stage now where she's like on the internet, so she's. So, yeah, something's like, going on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the internet like really dropped the age for kids to figure it out too. It used to just be when like whenever one of your jerk friends at school was like, "You know, he's not real," and you're like, "Uh, of course." Or somebody had like a cool older cousin. <laughs> a cool older cousin. <laughs> uh, can I tell you one more school story this week that was funny? Wow. Uh, one more. Just, All right. Absolutely well, not your band. One of my. One of my kids, he's a senior this year, but he was one of the kids who was a junior, or sorry, freshman, my, a freshman my first year teaching, right. right? So I always think of it as like a, one of my first group of students, right? And he just turned 18. So it was over the weekend. So we were like, oh, 
what are you doing for your birthday? He's like, we're having a party at my cousin's house. <laughs> and my other teacher in the class goes, oh, does he have a bigger house than you? And he goes, no. And I go, <laughs> is he? And I, go, I look at him, I go, is he older than you? And he goes, yeah. I was like, all right. It's <laughs> like, you enjoy your birthday party. <laughs> You're like, oh, I see what's going on. I uh, mean, something, for as much as like the world changes, some things stay the same. <laughs> all right, that's it. It's all the Christmas news and uh, school stories I got. Let's get into some actual news. You guys want to hear some local news for once? Oh, yeah. Do you guys see that they're upgrading the theaters at the Marquee Cinema? And that by May oh, yeah. of 2019, we're going to have, like, a, a nicer, more upscale movie theater. Yeah, you can, like, pick your seats ahead of time. Yeah, they'll have, like... sit and everything. Yeah, they're going to revamp oh, the whole thing. Oh, seems like a headache. Well, <laughs> no, that's probably all right. I think, well, I just wonder how they're going to do it. Like, are they going to have, like, go in there and have people who reserve seats for the people who just came in? Like, you know what I mean? Like, say I go in and I am ready to go walk in there and someone online reserved their seat already. Uh, I feel like I've seen this in action in New York before. Like okay. people, it, I think that. What the, else they going to upgrade? Because it started like a pretty nice theater. I feel it's like it's not really nice. Is, I mean, not, I feel like I've, it's kind of old and kind of rugged looking. I just, I it know. looks like it's from a different era to me. Like when I walk in there, the theaters feel kind of old, and the seats all feel kind of busted up a little bit. Huh. I don't know. I just feel like they're probably overdue for a revamp. And there's, you know, like, I I prefer to go watch a movie at the Destiny theater it's much nicer well i mean yeah but that's like getting on the thruway to go see a movie yeah, which is now i don't have to do that <laughs> i think i put like reclined like seats yeah yeah stuff. yeah i can pull it up here if you want there's like a whole sort of there's a whole info in the no, I mean, i'm just curious but like it yeah because that's that's what i'm saying like if you go upgrade something like that like the experience of actually sitting in there mm -hmm. that's something yeah. i can get behind they're gonna get the large format cinema with the Dolby Atmos and the floating screens, whatever that means. So okay. someone with tech skills, please tell me what. So that like means. bigger, bigger screens. Yeah, maybe get like a more oh. IMAX type kind of situation going on. That's what they should do. Just get a full on build an IMAX. Uh, build an IMAX theater. To be, I haven't gone to a movie in a long time. To be I honest, haven't. but I, I, I last one I went to. What I go to see? I went to see Halloween. Yeah, I went to see Halloween around my birthday. It was the last time I, I went. That. It was great. I liked it. My mom actually reserved family tickets for the day after Christmas for us to go see Mary Poppins Returns. Okay. I want to see that. I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in on it. It's got a little whimsy. I liked the first one when I was a kid. Uh, but like, yeah, I guess, I mean, the kids will like it, I think. I would have preferred to go see that Wreck-It Ralph sequel. No, the kids won't like it. You guys will like it. No, the kids will like it. I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll I think see. the kids might be out on Mary Poppins. Everybody's hitting those ages. It's coming back around. It's got, I don't know. We'll yeah. For you guys. For us. We're old. For us. We're older. Nostalgia <laughs> marketing. All right, so moving on. Um, so I read an article this week. Uh, did you know that in the last 10 years, the price of hamburgers at fast food restaurants has gone up 54%, and the price of chicken sandwiches has gone up 27%? That makes sense. No, it's true. It's a dollar chicken sandwich, though. Well, that seems to be the new way that fast food is heading. There's been an article this week about the general rise of fast food prices over the last 10 years. And the way that fast food restaurants seem to be going is uh, really cheap deals and then higher-priced, regular to medium-priced uh, menus all the way across the board, sort of going more along the lines of, like, an upscale fast right. food restaurant. Mm -hmm. So my thoughts are this. I think it's a good idea. It's a good call to have like more expensive upscale items and then cheaper deals. Yeah, I think it's fine. They'll do fine. Well, there's a report coming out that rich people actually eat more fast food than poor people, that. which I thought was kind of. I read that. I mean, just kind of because because rich people are lazier. I does, does that what does that count when you say fast food? Well, that's sort of the the does that question. Count like fast casual. 
Because I got to tell you, if you're rolling like Panera and Chipotle into there, yeah, I believe that. Because we 100%. eat there, like, we're not rich, but we eat there a lot. Well, that was sort of the argument. Like the word, I guess, the, there's an amorphous definition of what fast food is. Like, does it have to have a drive-through to be fast food? Right. Is that what you call you know? I guess that's, that's what always. I'm curious what the study says. It, you know what I mean? Because that's a good question. That's because stuff like that. If you include that, yeah. I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah. Because a lot of those I'm, places. Like, if you think about somebody, you know, young, like, you know, college kid or something that's got a whole bunch of money, you know, comes from a more wealthy background mm-hmm. and is eating at Panera for lunch three, four times yeah. a week, something like that. That's a lot of money getting poured into that system for counting for those spending Because I'm numbers. visually seeing, like, all these expensive cars at McDonald's right now when you say that. <laughs> well, it's funny because fast food restaurants, uh, more than a lot of other places, have been forced to, like, raise their wages in ways that a lot of other restaurants have not had to. And as they should, they make a ton of money. Oh, and they, no, and they should. I'm not denying that they shouldn't, but that sort of accounts to why they are going with deals, like, short-term deals for the cheap things at a more, uh, you know, higher come back on their regular items that are there all the time, try and make more money that way on it, right? Because they do have to put out more money to employees and stuff. Uh, all right, so I thought it was interesting. That's that's it. I have to say, my own personal experience, I very rarely order anything that's not off, like, a dollar menu when I go to fast food anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I never... I always feel annoyed if I walk into a fast food restaurant and walk out spending, like, $10, I feel like. It seems like I've made a mistake. I could have just made something or gone to the grocery store. Could have bought coffee. Uh, all right. You guys want to just run through some news of the week before the inevitable Justin Parkinson interview that's coming up? Uh, we don't have any Trump news this week besides what Ooh. pops up in here. But, Kev, you seem to be following it more uh, heavily than I. There's a lot of stuff going on. Big week. Big yeah. week. Uh, this is from the USA News of the Week, so I'll just put uh, USA Today News of the Week. Uh, President Trump on Saturday denied directing his former lawyers to pay hush money to two women uh, who claimed they had an affair with him. Uh, now it came a day after federal prosecutors uh, recommended prison time for Michael Cohen uh, and implicated Trump in a scheme to pay the women in what they called a violation of campaign finance laws. So the first time he's been implicated in naming this Russia probe. A lot more news on this coming well, out. Well, that's not the Russia probe. At all. That was uh, the Southern District of New York. The mm. federal prosecutors coming out of the Southern District of New York were the ones who were handling the Cohen case, who are, uh, did the indictments for Cohen on the campaign payments. Uh, Mueller was also investigating, but he recommended when they went and put mm. the sentencing memo out, he recommended that, you know, basically whatever they want to do is fine. He's cooperated very much with us, but he's sort of up to you guys, and so he's been left. And that is something that's interesting. And the whole development is how much more, you know, it gets thought of as the Russia probe, but you've got in the Southern District of New York and all these different states filing charges, it's much more mm. complex than, um, yeah. than you know, everybody points to just Mueller with it and people turn Mueller into the demon. There's a lot of folks coming. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks coming for the president and his <laughs> compatriots. I did, I did see this one tweet that is out of context that was like, Shows I'm in the clear, like proves yeah. that I'm clear. It just made you more <laughs> Thank guilty. You. He's been he's been extra extra melty on Twitter. Before they've even said anything, he said that. He's trying to get he's out in front of it, there. right? He's Does done. It, he's it, going. He's done. Well, it feels like his narrative over the last since he's been president has been like to get out ahead and sort of like be aggressive on it. Uh, it doesn't seem to be working so well here. He just seems coming off a little crazier. But I don't know. He, he's the Teflon Don. I'm I don't believe it anymore until I see it actually happen. I'm I'm. I'm intrigued by everything, but I'm, I'm going to wait for more stuff to come out. That's my... Well, yeah, you got to wait for it to be over. Got to wait for it to be over. Uh, also this week, 
Uh, Patricio Manuel won his first uh, professional boxing debut Saturday over journeyman Hugo Aguilar in the 128-pound super featherweight division. But, but that's not the story. Manuel also became the first transgender male to compete as a pro boxer in the United States. Uh, he was a five-time award, uh, 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 five-time amateur champion who competed as a woman in the 2012 Olympics before a shoulder injury ended his bid. Uh, the injury was a blessing in disguise, however, leading him to medically transition into a male. I think it needed to happen this way, he said. I'm really glad the way everything played out. So there you go. First transgender boxer wins in first match. Uh, also this week, uh, General John Kelly. His general is the name. He's the general. Uh, announced at the end of the uh, Army-Navy game in Philadelphia that he would leave his post as chief of staff uh, for the Trump administration uh, toward the end of the year. I feel like I've heard this was going to happen for a long time. Just seemed like it was coming. I don't really have any thoughts about John Kelly. I feel like I don't. I feel like I don't really know much about him besides hearing his name. I guess I didn't do my due diligence on John Kelly. But uh, there's so much going on. They, yeah, there's so much going on. I guess I'm just not surprised this is happening. It just seemed like something that they were waiting to confirm. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I won't give the John like a John Kelly speech in history. Like John Kelly, not a great guy. Yeah. Uh, not a great <laughs> yeah. dude. Probably the guy. But one guy who was staunchly uh, didn't really want to put up with all the bullshit. A lot of quotes. He was in that uh, Bob Woodward book, you know, talking about one of these guys was like, this guy's a child. This is the worst job I've ever had. Yeah. But um, also just really bad, kind of nasty guy. Um, and he's leaving, and, you know, they announced that he was going to be leaving on the same day it was announced that he met with Mueller for interviews. So mm. the timing is obviously... Yeah. Yeah. It's conspicuous in its timing. <laughs> Yeah, crazy stuff going on in our country. All right. Um, let's, let's I don't I don't know, man. It's there's just so much going on, man. I feel like it's it's overwhelming the amount of stuff that's going on in the country right it's now. It's firehose of information. It uh. is. All right. Let me close out with one more thing. Uh, I'm sad I'm done with this guy. A lot of times when I do I'm done with this guy, it's uh it's me like righteously angry. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Did you read about Neil deGrasse Tyson? Been going on? About yeah, four different women have come out really? saying that, yeah, sexually, sexual, either assault or, sex, I don't know. Going back to 2010, there was a woman who made an accusation that didn't really get any Did traction. Did you hear any of them? Like, no. Like, how serious um, they are? If they're, mm-hmm. are they serious? Okay. Yeah. No. No, they're not. No. They're just... Yeah. Just a downer. It's just a well, downer. It's just a downer because he... I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, he's very brilliant. He's charismatic. He's a famous black American scientist who's on television, and a lot of people know him. And I use his quotes in my classes all the time. I just, you know, Yo, I don't know. It's important. I think it's important. This it's so when people get accused of something, you yeah. can't sit there and automatically act like they're dead. Yeah. Like, what did he get accused of? And by who? Uh, I can yeah, pull I the. Was it? So you yeah. can't pronounce yeah, dead until you know yeah. what I mean, like. It's, I understand, I'm not saying, you know, don't believe accusers or anything like that, but this initial reaction to a person was accused, mm. they're dead to the world, is reductive. And I feel bad because I didn't want to believe it, so I didn't even look it up. I was like, I don't believe this, and just kind of moved on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think a lot of people, is, like, want to do that, and yeah. I, I don't know, it's just tough for me. Like, I, I always, like, it's tough to put people on a pedestal, right? Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like an idiot, right? Because I always talk about how much I like them, exactly. and now I feel like, oh, damn. It annoys me more than, like, I don't know, that's, that's all. I'm just saying that like, you have to you I have to know, to know what happened. Like what happened? I know. I know what happened. I'm saying like if you're gonna say like what you know if this person is just done, you gotta look at what the people are accused of and what you know what happened. And look into it and sort of let it take its course. Right. No, I know. And if you want to read the article, go ahead and read it. I don't want to dig into all four different like 
pieces of this article right now because it, it's a downer. Uh, but yeah, all right. Let's move on to another downer, of course. That even is even further down. Even, even further, further down. down. <laughs> Just when you thought it was bad. Uh, <laughs> Here come the man, the executioner. No, no. no. Execu- I think the executioner is a good name. That's a good That's name for him. Sorry. Yeah. Is he here yet? No, he's not here yet. Uh, he's not here. He'll be here at some point in time. So this could be anything. It could be anything. Coming up after the break, I'm definitely it could listening be any to kind of interaction. <laughs> no, I have a lot of good stuff to talk about with Justin when he gets here. Justin's a good sport for all the, the he's ribbing. He's supposed to come here. He'll be here. It's Monday night. Everyone knows Monday there night means wrestling. Be an interview. Yeah, no, he'll be here. A lot of good stuff to talk about with Justin when he gets here. Uh, and again, I, I give him a hard time. But again, we have a lot to discuss about Maiden Utica. It's been a very big year. Uh, they've been doing a lot of cool stuff uh, recently. And in the summertime, he's got a lot of big plans going forward. We have a brand new Uticast.com website, you may have noticed. Uh, so lots of things to discuss. And I'm sure we'll get sidetracked talking about sports or the office. Or he'll have some... Like wild hair up his butt that he's gonna want to yell about when he gets on here. So we'll see. It should be quite the show. Back in a moment with Justin Parkinson. some speculation uh, because I had prepped that you were coming in to fill in as the replacement guests after I had that last minute cancellation. I'm only here to push the merch. <laughs> That's why I came in. I, I said, you know, I got some product to show. You do. And, uh, I know. I might as well go on to uh, the seven people here and hope they all buy a shirt. I was telling Kevin, I've been playing all the Fallout games, yeah. playing the Fallout 76 a lot, you've noticed. And I've been playing the old ones. And you've seen enough of the game that I know that the, the characters have these outrageous names that they give mm. them. Like, they all have, like, Gangarous, Feral, Withered, Ghoul, right? And I realize that I'm doing that for you now when I have to write the write-ups for these shows. <laughs> I'm always, like, running through all these, like, just the word, like, the infamous yeah, I like, headmaster. I like Ghoul Me. I think that's <laughs> interesting. Ghoul Me. Yeah, that you can eat Ghoul Me. <laughs> it's an outrageous all game. All the meat that I would want to eat would be, if uh, I had to eat it, because I don't, it would be Ghoul. Ghoul. Yeah, I'm only in the wasteland. You're only eating Ghoul Me. Uh, so, of course, folks, we have Justin Parkinson uh, of Made in Utica. I don't even know what you're... We, I come up with so many fake titles for you. I guess you're just the boss, the big boss, um, head honcho. Like a salesman today. Head salesman. Today, today we'd head of the marketing department. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I have a lot of stuff that I want to talk about that's not Made in Utica related. Okay. So I'm going to do my best, and we're going to run through the Made in Utica stuff first before I get into any sports or bullshit or anything else okay. we tend to get caught up in. Okay. okay. So number I was one. T- yeah, make it. They said uh, push product and... Um, they decide okay, yeah. mean, the boss, yeah. um, and then talk about people the stuff people don't want to listen to after. So this might fall right into that format. No, it's true. Guidance. Yeah. I was like prepped yeah. even going into this. I no, was like, I, this I is a problem. Say he knew he's a pro. I, I call said, this when this, I was walking. I said he's a pro. I call this the Sarah Foster problem because <laughs> when Sarah Foster from OCT comes in to do tourism stuff, we always end up getting talking about other stuff. So I have to force things first. So first. Uh, first and foremost, if you go to any of the Maiden Utica uh, or Maiden Utica affiliated websites, you'll notice. This is a web re- revamp for, for the some 2019. Of them. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. some of them. So your guys' website, 
was the culprit to uh, yeah. malware infection. Malware. I guess I don't know what I did. Yeah, well, it's actually a back-end thing with WordPress, not to bore everybody, but there's some updates and switching over yeah. between some stuff. You, I've shown you some of the stuff, but that I don't caused, understand it, it but caused it... some chaos, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah, I had 12 sites that I had to go through and, and work on, so a couple them. of them have been getting redesigned completely because of it, so... Uh, well, That's I, including the Uticast. I look the way the site looks. It's real sharp, real clean. Yeah. I like. I like. You know how I feel about like. Stuff that's a little too busy. I yep. get caught up. Everything. With. That's like a reverse trend with web stuff that I'm doing now. Is like, everything's so minimal and kind of like blocky, and yeah. it's almost like you're reading everything on your phone. Mm-hmm. So you're building websites where everything just scrolls down. Like you're almost flipping through with your phone. Because people don't even want to read right to left anymore on especially content. Just yeah. throw it right in front of their face and just keep scrolling to infinity. When Marianne Buttonshine came on the show, I told her that I enjoyed her website. And I'd read it on the mobile platform. And yep. she had told me later, she's like, oh, because it's funny you said that. Because like, we get sort of mixed reviews about the website. And I went to the desktop page and I was like, okay, I can see why yeah. this probably looks like a but, giant mobile site, right? Like yeah, <laughs> but for mobile, it formats really cleanly and nicely. So yep. it's interesting the way that that sort of comes around in terms of it's, how you have to market things. It's too. that way even within the last few years that I think we're already at like a 5149 yeah. mobile desktop type of thing mm-hmm. anyways. And it's only going to sway more mobile. So if you're, it's cliche, but if you're not building for it really, like there's, it's almost like, even just two years ago, I'm building sites backwards now where I'm like, I'm building for mobile first and then figuring out how on desktop yeah. it makes sense. But now I'm up to the point, I don't even care mm-hmm. because the idea is as long as it's just formatted in a way that's simple mm-hmm. enough, all the other platforms are going to make it interesting. So do you, you're not living upstairs anymore, so we don't see, I don't see the day to day of what you're up to these days, but do you stay on like task when in terms of stuff like that in terms of like looking up new content for webs? Do you always sort of like paying attention when you're yeah, out there? Yeah, I think. For a lot of sites that I design in particular are smaller sites that are more affordable for people. So, like, they're not huge ESPN.com type of sure. sites, but they're more, you know, Bite Bakery and <laughs> your guys. You know, a lot of these profiling portfolio slash business say, type of sites. I find ESPN's website to be... Like, unusable. Yeah. It's so busy. Well, and that's what's... Fun, and that's where your trend question comes in is because i format a lot actually after bleacher report not not in content but in the way that they lay out their site especially in in terms of app form and how the app is kind of pushed the layout of their homepage now and all their other content so you would have gone on there back in the day and you would have just gone to bleacher report website now it's almost like the app Mm. is spewed onto a website in the best compatible form on Mm. that site now so they're they're kind of designing for a completely different Spectrum and just using yeah. desktop as like a third or fourth source of way people view their site. It's not as important. Have you have you thought any more about whether or not we're going to get more into the app usage? We have the app sort of talked about. So all the, time. the best part at the time the app was everything was going to be aggregated. So yeah. we had something set up where we could import Facebook events yeah. off preferred sites that would constantly feed the site where we sure. wouldn't have to do it. So, plus the hashtag that was pumping in. So, there's a lot it of... It was great for the generation. podcast. Yeah. It was really easy for yeah, the podcast and the, listening. And yeah. that auto-aggregated, though, yeah. off your SoundCloud post. So, there's a lot of things we were pulling the content in where we wouldn't have to physically manage it. Sure. So, if we could work out those kinks, because, again, when WordPress, especially Facebook, messed up a lot of stuff when they got yeah. their whole privacy issues, mm-hmm. but they changed a lot of their back-end access to how you can show content, which <laughs> they own Instagram as well, which is a big driver for us. 
So when they changed all these API keys and backend things, we kind of had to we, rework a lot of our stuff because we, we leaned, had to have uh, Instagrams, though. It's funny how easily we leaned into, like, giving all these websites our information. Like, yeah. Facebook, the Facebook one is hilarious to me because it's like, we were, as a society, we're like, just yes. Mm-hmm. Let us put all of our stuff right here. We don't even care. Like, don't even give a crap. I just watched a great documentary about Aaron Swartz. Of did. Yeah, you know who that is. Who is it? Aaron, Aaron Swartz. Mm-hmm. He's one credited as one of like the co-founders of Reddit. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, he oh, okay. ended up killing yeah, yeah, yeah. himself like five years mm-hmm. ago. But the, he was yeah, in yeah. the this whole trial type of um, type of thing. But that's given me like a whole new internet perspective now. Like the the pioneer is like, man, this guy had it had it going on. Like just brilliance in in the. The you idea, like, a lot of the you, stuff we use that this kid was, like, or this guy was writing as a freaking 14-year-old and I such is unbelievable to the, think about. The problem is I don't think you can comprehend, as a kid, as a guy who's building these platforms, what social media was going to mm-hmm. become. Like, as the guy who invented Twitter or invented Facebook as a concept, yep. right, or Zuckerberg, whatever, I don't think they... Like, they could say that they had this grand vision, but I don't think anyone... Reddit, he's the perfect example. Yeah, I don't Do you think, think he knew. thought Reddit was going to become what it was when they no. probably just and made this little platform for no. people to post comments about, no. like, entertainment news? The whole internet's like that. Yeah. It's just, we didn't expect Well, he it. was a big fighter for uh, the corporate, uh, like, it's those terms of use yeah. thing. There's such ridiculous things yeah. in there that... Technically, most websites you use, yeah. you're probably committing felonies. <laughs> so if you're, like, not 18 and reading 17 magazines online website, you're technically, like, breaking their terms of use. So yeah. if you're just 14 and you click on a 17 article, you're, like, that's a crime, technically, you know? Right. I got to pull you back to contact. Right. That's what I was told to do. Uh, so, again, I want to say, especially with the website redesign, uh, I went to the Made in Utica website today. Got a lot of good Made in Utica content on there right now yeah. in terms of sales Try, for holidays. Yeah, well, I think we're going to shift... A little bit of what we do because we have a lot of blog content on there and that'll always kind of supplement it and then we again aggregate the hashtag and, and things mm-hmm. to keep like the the trends of what other mm-hmm. people are posting but something we want to put more on there to utilize the warehouse space with handshake in the vendor yeah. space is get more items on there for sale I and mean, we've been so behind on that though, I know. for so long well now is the time where everything's kind of getting switched over where the the idea now will be to almost approach it like an amazon type yeah. of thing so we would have a warehouse where yeah. people could store stuff and or do a local That's pickup good um but also we just want to put other vendors items on the website when the sale comes through we just pass it off and facilitate mm-hmm. it the the vendor handles the the whole point of sale type of thing so that's kind of the idea of what we're going for, but with also some of our, our own merch, which yeah. were... Well, I'm telling you, and again, this is just from being... I remember TK and I at the opening day of Handshake City sat behind that booth yep. with the donations booth there. Yep. We could not keep shirts. I know. Could not keep them. I know. They're they, coming in tomorrow. I'm just saying, we, They'll be here tomorrow we never can keep ones. them. I know. They sell out so fast. It depends. But that's what's weird, though, because I've also sat at like Levitt and like sold one of them for $5 because someone had to haggle me for it. You know what yeah, I mean? So for the all the other eight. days of sitting through, merch is tricky. It is merch tricky. is tricky. So I was, even like behind the curtains on the, the t-shirts, I wasn't super big on ordering a ton of them just well, because I don't want to get stuck with a bunch of inventory. sizes is a concern. That's why, exactly it. And coloring and yeah. all these type of things. But that's why... I think what we did with the shirts and what we do with the shirts now is a good idea in mm-hmm. theory, right? If we spent more time focusing on let's just find original things that we can do prints on, yep. right? But I think we, sh- in my opinion, we've been making the mistake of not doing like uh, what do you call um, evergreen 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Just stash it. No, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. I, I hate to say shot glasses. It's a stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but just what whatever. Yeah, stuff rainy that's always day, rainy day stuff. useful, right? Uh, who's to say there's not in the works? I who's to say, couple, right? I, I got a couple of movie, ideas. Yeah. I can't tell anybody because I think these uh, are going to be money, literally. How would you think uh, it's been a full... MadeInUnica.com slash shop, by the way, mm-hmm. if you want to go. Or just go to MadeInUnica.com, check out the new website, look around a bit. Uh, Handshake City, uh, sort of an abridged first season, you would call it. Sort of like a Parks and Rec six episodes trial yeah, yeah, to get yeah, people. Writer strike. Writer strike <laughs> trial. Writer strike yeah. season, yeah. Uh, how would you say, compared to what you expected and what you got after the first year, what do you? how do you feel? Successful? Do you feel moderately successful? Somewhat successful? Yeah, I think we would be renewed for a second season. You know, yeah, no, like if we, if we were hitting season, the network sure. execs, I think they'd be yeah. happy, you know? like they, Some say, of them yeah, don't get us, it. Yeah, some of the execs don't get it. They're, they're on to something these kids. Yeah, they can figure something. Yeah, yeah there must be money there somewhere. So they can give them another, one more season. But uh, I think, I think we're, we're, there's a lot of work to be done there. Don't get me wrong, but everything's evolving anyway. So a lot of it's hard to predict that like, oh, we want to do this. Because the next day someone might come and drop off a whole bunch of stuff that we can do something completely different with. Right. So, like, there's a lot of weird things where in a perfect world with a, a bunch of money, I'd like to do these type of things. Mm-hmm. And then also in a realistic world, what can we repurpose and move the park forward yeah. in a way that if we didn't have all the money to do the cool stuff, mm-hmm. where are other avenues to still show progress without sure. making it look tacky and run down or mm-hmm. just a bunch of containers sitting there, you know? Are you, so, you going to have to seal that during the winter? Um, I think we should be good. The doors, you by, put the paint, uh, in the containers. I that I'm not sure of on the mural. We, stand. I think we should at least cover the mural. I know, right? Else. We got to think. Yeah, about that'd be that. interesting. All right, will be a reason to repaint them. I guess we'll do another one. <laughs> That's a good call. Scene. Speaking of uh, redoing it again, gotta be thinking about passport next year. S thinking about plans yeah, for passport. There's t- it's twofold because I either want to do an all digital one mm, interesting or one that's actually like a hard physical copy like a nice leather case one like, like a, a real passport. yeah like a real nice one <laughs> so it'll be it'll be more you went grandiose two completely opposite directions yeah well I mean make it all digital or make it as <laughs> old timey old- as possible yeah, like yeah, one- yeah it's going to be one of the <laughs> two nothing in between like, you're, no, you know what's going to happen you're going to come up with some other way more grandiose I idea I don't know nowhere. what I can do now i'm running out of ideas the i don't know i thought the nintendo cartridge was going to be as, like as clever as i could come up with the nintendo the comic worked out pretty well too so like if there's the comic was so it was such a big idea and it <laughs> <Yeah>. came together <laughs> in such a way that i didn't expect like i don't know again sort of a return to minimalism maybe right we gotta go yeah, back, go back a little, yeah, go back a little bit that comic one though is gonna hold up years from you know now what you could you do, find it and you're gonna be like ha that was pretty you know good. what you could do this is not to lean into the nerd thing too much you could run back the Nintendo one as like a Super Nintendo or like upgrade it later maybe not this so year so was like the Nintendo I think was the fourth one so this, after, like the eighth or something the like Sega the right? yeah, 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 whatever something yeah, you know, it and we'll get it could up run to, it back we'll run it as a disc in like uh, 20 years uh, so I gotta say, I missed out the comedy show this weekend because I uh, am lazy and got stuck playing video games and interrupted <laughs> by Steve. Uh, you guys did your there was comedy. no seats for you anyways. No, I heard it, it looks great from the standing from the room. Videos. Only. Yeah, uh, <clears> how did you could have sat? I think there's like three seats in the front row that nobody wanted to sit in. I think it's like one yeah. of the, the dead zone. You, know? you don't want to get called <laughs> out. You don't want to be the first three yeah. in the front, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. although com- guess who did sit in the front? 
I mean, Devin Mark from Sonic. the... No, oh, Devin from... Devin Hoffman? Yeah, No, no, Devin from the Uptown. Oh, Devin and, Mahoney, uh, yeah. Yeah, GFOP, uh, Devin Mahoney. He's, he, he can take it, though. He can yeah, sit he up there it. and... Yeah, he, he's looking for some, it. The people who don't get it would be terrified up there, you know? <laughs> uh... How'd you think that went? It's a little collabo with you guys and the yeah, CNY was, Comedy Boys and the Saranac Brewery there? Yeah, it was uh, diverse yeah. Um, with the acts, which I think was good. And uh, even the uh, the audience, interest, like, not interesting, that's not the word I'm looking for, but uh, it, was a, it was a different type of crowd we normally get in terms of, like, um, what you would have at the park, if that sure. makes sense. It's sure, a little sure, bit sure, more yeah. of a reserved crowd, and if I was... A judging type, which I am sometimes, I would have thought maybe there's a little shock value coming that mm. I hope everybody's yeah, aware yeah. of. You know sure. what I mean? Like, this isn't just a nice fancy thing at the brewery. This is a comedy show in a brewery. This isn't yeah, like yeah. 1888, like, you know. Right, right. I don't it's still like, a show. Yeah, just an right. interesting venue, but the right. show is the show. Right. right? Yeah. So hopefully people were correlating as like, oh, this fun fundraiser park, like these guys are doing things for kids and animals and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, yeah. all sorts of. Just terrible, you know. Like I didn't want to cross up. Like I thought it was as long as people knew, but it was it was really good. Um, the lineup itself. I mean, a older white dude to a woman to a black guy. Like even just that dynamic in the comedy sense. Like mm-hmm. I think if you went and just watched comedy, hear three different perspectives like that in one night was yeah, really good. cool. Of like from a comedy, mm-hmm. like how each of those people perceive the world right now. Sure. So that part was the coolest about is that the the dynamic of the the comedians where it wasn't like the same type of per you know over and over and over again you know I, I'm such a big mark for like stand-up comedy as like again I think that stand-up comedy depending on how you how you value that kind of I do think that comedy allows people to sort of punch up at the world around them in a yep. way that other platforms don't really allow especially stand-up because it's I said all the time and I'm gonna repeat myself ad nauseum unlike a musician you're you can sort of hide behind that music. It's part of a thing. When yeah. you're a stand-up comedian, that reaction between you and the crowd when you tell that joke is there, and it's real. And whether it's good or bad, you have to live in that moment. And that right. sort of immediacy. Yeah, sink is, or swim type yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Uh, it's very inspiring but, to me. And what I noticed just subtly about, like, the comedians that were there is that they, you know, by the time the, the headliner came up, he had adapted some of his act to what the first guy said and kind of played mm-hmm. in and then threw one of his punchlines yeah. into what the first mm-hite. guy you like and you're almost because yeah, yeah. you're even on spot you're not just sitting back there waiting for your thing you're still looking for ways even because you're watching those guys work the crowd and how can you come back off your so like it was a weird bit but uh so spoiler alert, the first guy was a grandfather yeah yeah and the third guy tied into being the father of all that guy's mm-hmm. you know it was just a weird time it's like wow he was paying attention all the way back then to use a punchline on something you know because he felt the crowd sure. and he yeah, knew, yeah. because this first guy was local it was just something really clever where you're like huh you know they didn't just show up to like do their thing and, and leave they're actually plugged in and well, watching I think for two hours you to know? be a stand up comedian not to get too you know pretentious about the whole thing you have to have a certain the the, I, the the skill of a comedian is not just telling jokes and delivering it. It's sort of being able to observe observational yep. comedy. What goes on in the room and read people and read reactions and see what's on people's minds and understand yep. those things. That's like that's part of the job, right? Is being in tune with what Well, that was funny yeah. cuz Phil was asking is like is there like a green room or a space where these guys can go and we were kind of talking like, you know, where the offices are go up and yeah. to the steps and I was like, "Yeah, that's not going to work because that's it's too far removed. You can't hear or see hear anything." So, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. point of going into the green room and being cuz you're not removed. getting any yeah, yeah so yeah. you just hang by yourself. It doesn't I, we, do your act any good. They just wanted like a private space in the corner always, where they could literally probably observe, you know? Also, was kind of 50 50 about green room stuff when we were playing bands i mean like i like i used to sit on the stage when i was a younger man 
and I had like a ritual when I would play the shows. I would uh, I had like the big cabinet amps. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And I would before this set, I would put headphones in and I'd, like listen to music. And I would sit in front of the amp and I would put duct tape on the amp and either uh, I would either rip it off into words and like write a phrase, <laughs> or I'd make like a picture, mm-hmm. right? Uh, usually like a diamond, right? Yeah. A big diamond or something. And that was just like ritualistic stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And just like sometimes you need to have like yeah. those little moments to unwind. Uh, but the green room was always more of a spot for us to go like get set before the show. Like what are we going to do for the lineup? It wasn't like, yep. I, you know what I mean? And then immediately after is everybody clears out type of thing. Yeah. If but, you don't want to be know, lingering around, right? Like if you see people who just spend their entire time in the green room and then only come out to Those perform the, and then back to the yeah, green room. Right? Yeah. yeah, next town people. Like, and uh, that that was cool about this show too. It wasn't a next town type of show. You weren't, you didn't feel like you were getting something where they just went through their, you know, A to Z and then went you, to the next town. So you can do more of this with, uh, with these guys. He wants to do something in April. April. Nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, nice. ideally cool. we'd be like to doing stuff back at the park at that point. Um, there's definitely opportunity to do more brewery shows and and that type. Of, not that there, you know, it was a great, everything worked out perfectly, but um, we'd like to do one in the actual park cool. eventually. So, nice. uh, so real quick, we were at the Teddy Bear Toss uh, this week. Uh, we yep. we got a little bit of footage, although this year I blew it. I did definitely blow it this you year. You missed it, yep. I and then our mind was sabotaged by a five-year-old. <laughs> by the so five-year-old, it's not our best. I might still post the photos of a five-year-old's perspective of that, <laughs> because he got some good ones in there. I mean, for the most part, it's not rocket science when you're snapping a digital camera. Yeah. Like, he got some stuff. Yeah. I have seen a lot of pictures of the actual bears that got collected, though. It's pretty yeah. impressive. The number's always wild, how yeah. many bears... We yeah, pull out it's crazy because Hershey, I guess, or something had like thirty thousand. They got like this massive arena, and it's like, you know, for the yeah. quality or the the size of people they put in the arena to do four thousand some odd bears or whatever is outrageous. That means some people were bringing two. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, it's crazy. Uh, my biggest memory is that I ate too many chicken tenders in the green. Mm, the in mod the, sticks in the, were <laughs> the mod sticks huge hit. Were a big hit with everybody. This town, they love their mod sticks. <laughs> I love mod sticks, but you throw a tray of mod sticks out, it's like. That, that cubby was not big enough to have a line for people eating hot sticks. They needed a, they needed a, a more open space. Like, I don't know what it was. All right, let me get this last maiden you to go on out before I dig into the other stuff so I can make sure we hit everything. Uh, would, are you guys sort of closed for the season, or you got any maiden you to get Christmas stuff coming up before the end of the year? Well, we're pushing a lot of merch. Pushing a lot of merch, <laughs> certainly, from the website. Um, no, and a lot of that is being done... Um, so we're like driving the merch through Made in Utica, but it's funding the park through, yeah. you know, be donated into the park. Um, so that's really what the the idea of the merch is too, is to kind of generate some of the funds. I used, like the comedy shows, fundraiser type of thing. So I think there's there's some opportunities for us to do a couple of things, maybe to fundraise, but in terms of major events and, and yeah. big things, we're probably looking closer to the spring right yeah. now. But Makes there's sense. a lot to do with the warehouse behind the scenes and at the park and that type of stuff that people won't notice. There's a lot of that stuff to do. So we're not technically closed to the public, but we are definitely yeah. not on an off season <laughs> sure. at the current moment. Um, so let's, we got to talk, since we're already on Christmas, let's talk about it. Yeah. Are you, you're on this making Christmas gifts. For people kick all mm-hmm. of a sudden this year. I don't know if you want to reveal your in gift destination. Destination. Well, the gifts. destination thing is something different. But are you still in on the last thing we yeah. talked about? Yeah. As well, the last year yeah. homemade gift. There's still gonna be like bought gifts with it. It was just something that I wanted to do, <laughs> like because it's it's more of just like uh, 
I don't know, because I just wanted to make something that would be easy enough, that yeah, was attainable. Yeah. I could just get all the stuff in bulk and make a whole yeah. bunch of it at once type of thing. And I won't spoil <laughs> it, but he, uh, Justin is using a video that we watched yeah. on Bon Appetit to make a fermented, uh, let's call it a sort of a, a homemade fermented condiment type item for yeah. people, right, as a gift. Yeah. Which I think... People are giving you a lot of crap for it. I feel like in the in the in the Maiden Utica crew. That's okay. Uh, however, <laughs> it's not necessarily for like those people either, though. You know what yeah, I mean? no, like, I know what you mean. It's just to make like my stepmom makes blue cheese every yeah. single year, and she brings it up with her. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like she makes, it's just one of those things. It's not like this particular thing would be the thing that I would want to make every Christmas, but it's like it'd be nice to have. An easy thing where every year you just give it. It's not like the primary so, gift, but you just do like, hey, if it's good, like here's his thing. Now we make it once a year, and I give it. Oh, I, that's what I want. I just want a thing. What I, I don't do, care what it is. My thing, quote unquote, for getting into that conversation has always been for like uh, men and women who I want to buy stuff for my friends, yep. people like that. Who I, I don't have a lot of money, right? Yep. So there's like certain people who get gifts, and then everyone else who I want to buy stuff for who I can't afford gets yep. like stock gifts. See, and, and you every, could yeah. start making. And well, every year it's uh, for men, it's fancy soap, and for women, it's usually some sort of lambic or some like a fancy-ish beer. I usually go to like Marcy Discount and grab a yep. couple of things. But that's like because again, I, I like buying stuff for people, but you don't want to like I can't go broke every yeah. every year. I can't keep putting this on my credit card. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but I think it's a good call, and I think once people It's not going to stop me from, like... Because everything's... There'll still be, like, regular gifts. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just one... Because, like, not for nothing, making the stuff that I want to make is actually... It's a bit expensive in terms it's of, It's more expensive like, than you get credit <laughs> well, for, yeah. if you want to make a lot and you're thinking about the material list in there, it's, like, because of yeah. the type of thing it is, it's a little more trendy and costs a little more money, you know? And it's not not all of it's easy to find, so you got to buy specifically in, like, certain styles or whatever. It's like, man, this might, to do that exact recipe, it might not be worth a little tiny gift, you know? And then you... Just uh, just look up on the internet, folks. Uh, bon Appetit's YouTube stream. Look for a series called It's Alive, starring yeah. Brad Leone. You can yeah. probably figure out. Yeah. There's only so many. Oh, there's so much stuff on there that if you content, wanted though. to do, good like, content. Jerky would have been my go-to if we had the jerky. dehydrator. And I the have way. a dehydrator up there. Yeah, yeah but like, he's got it, like, piped in. No, he's like, got, like, crazy a fancy thermostat. Yeah. yeah, I need one of those. We're not professionals in that way. Only once uh, a year you can be. That could be your thing. So, uh, I gotta ask, you're not living upstairs in the apartment anymore. You've moved from apartment life into house life. What's the biggest changeover from going from the apartment-style life to having sort of a, a larger space to No stairs. No stairs. Yeah. Mm. There's a first floor. That's kind of nice. Yeah, I yeah, have to I walk that. upstairs to go inside all the Into the house with yeah. all your stuff on it? Because I've, I've lived on first floor, second floors. Um, I think especially for the age of Woodstock, this yeah. is a perfect thing for her to not have to. I don't know how she'd be handling mm. those steps right now. Um, well, because technically, what is it on the back steps here? It's you like, count the basement. We did. It. One, we counted this two, one day, three. So. There's like four sets of steps. She would have to steps. go up there. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's pretty. It's a yeah. lot to go from the backyard and all the way back up. And they do that. I mean, God, three, four, five times yeah. a day. She was better for them. Yeah. yeah. So steps, yeah. steps are a, a nice thing. But I miss the overhead top porch. I wish I still had the like that, where like you're like... up top. And still on an outside porch on the front of the street. You should build a porch on the other house right now. Right over to right. the house. I know. I just... <laughs> From the front. You guys can do something with that front porch for sure. It's not level. It's nah. cold. Well, yeah. You know a guy who's got nothing to do. Who can That's, do true. That. That's true. That's um, true. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I don't know. If we do If we do sports, I feel like we're going to end up like five, ten minutes. Did Everton win today? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Did they lose? It was. 
They did not lose. They tied they, again. They tied. It was, it was un. For an Everton fan, I watched the whole game. I came home. I wasn't sure if you were going to come over I and watch the game. all about it. And I got to tell you, I watched the whole game. And I'm sorry, folks. We're gonna, okay, folks, if you're going to... We're going to do... Let's call it seven minutes of sports. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to run yeah, through yeah. all the sports. Seven minutes. Uh, this Everton loss... This tie... They had no business tying it. They got worked so hard. It was frustrating to watch. I was angry. It was Ugh. unwatchable. But unwatchable. somehow... Some way they ended up with a tie that they did not deserve, and like I've said many times to you, to succeed in the Premier League, yeah. you need to tie games you're supposed to lose and win games you're supposed to tie. They should have lost this game at home. They, they played like they, garbage, they're and still they tied technically it. in six now by one point. No, right? they're not. No, no, because Man United. You need to beat Man City this weekend uh, and hope that Liverpool beats Man United on Sunday. It's a big weekend for sports for us Lord. again this weekend. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about your other sports teams real quick because I want to say, a little downer for your Patriots last night, but how are your thoughts on the Patriots this year? You're a big Patriots no fan. No thought. I'm off the NFL. I, off the I, NFL. We uh, talked a lot about this. I didn't <laughs> even know. Time. I honestly didn't even know they lost <laughs> until I went to a general sports site to it read It was an outrageous overall. play. It was yeah, outrageous. And, yeah, who cares even if it was or wasn't. They're still going like, to make the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I'm maybe. with you. I'm, I'm sort of stuck then, in the like, same world with you, though, with this NFL thing. Like, I am a sucker for live sports on television. So yeah. on Sunday, if I'm sitting around the house and I'm doing nothing, I'll put the game on because I still care about the Bills. But I will say my interest for football, especially without fantasy this year, lower than it's ever been. And I'm yeah. sort of down on the owners and the whole news surrounding for, it and all the bullshit. I'm waiting for the legalized gambling. That's the only way mm-hmm. that's going to save football mm-hmm. for me. Is oh, yeah. I could care less about the... Uh, I have. I was saying it yesterday, like, there's no return for me. Like, I'm lost in their market and their advertising. Like, they're, they cannot reach me in yeah. a way that's going to make me just be like, I Doesn't cannot like wait to see another game. And especially when the golden boy Tommy leaves... That was just more of like a growing up attack, right? That's someone who you followed and it was success when you actually cared. Now that I'm starting not to care and if he was gone, I really wouldn't care. Like, I don't even think I would tune into a single Patriots game. Like, like once Belichick leaves, it's all over anyway. You've had a great run with this Patriots team. You can't be. See, I'm doing the same thing they're doing. We're all going to go out on top. We're all leaving the NFL together. As soon as they go, I'm gone. I'm going to run right into the sudden set with those guys. The three of us are going to retire from the NFL forever. I'm going to live back the glory years when people ask me about it. But otherwise, I'm going to stay removed from the game. I tried to do that with the Yankees after 2009, but they pulled me back in with the beefy baseball boys and this brewing Red Sox-Yankees upcoming rivalry. Congratulations, by the way. Upcoming, yeah. Congratulations. It was a good World Series win for you guys in 2018. You had great hairs before. It's an important rivalry. You're going to win? Dear God. You're going to win again next year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, five years in a row. It'll be the greatest reign baseball's ever seen. I gotta have something now though. When I'm quitting football with Brady and Belichick, I'm gonna are jump you, onto the Bets bandwagon and ride you, my Mookie horse. Are you off the Timberwolves right now? Um, for NBA. You know, I'm not even totally mad at Jimmy Butler because I was saying to Kevin, he didn't ask to get traded to the Timberwolves. He signed an extension with the Bulls. And then the Bulls traded him. So, like, when his time was up and it was time to sign a contract, he yeah. said, I want to be here yeah. with Chicago. And Chicago said, okay. And he was there for a year. And they're like, all right, you're gone. And we're going to send you to this other team. So when you come into a scenario like that and you say, I don't want to be here, yeah, that's fine. Because that's not where you sign your deal. He didn't handle himself very well. That's the thing that I don't understand. About the, why are these guys such clowns? Like, even Durant <laughs> yelling at fans, like, heckling them and then go, having fake Twitter accounts. And, like, what is they're wrong right. with it's, these people? It's like, the younger generation of athletes. 
They're morons. They're like literally the way. Like, why would you yell at a fan to sit the f down and like have it get blasted all? It's just not even worth. You can't your get away time. with it anymore. But it's not even worth well, Kevin thing, freaking right? Durant. Why would you even waste your time on someone you don't who's think paying Jordan, to watch you play? You don't think Jordan probably leaned into some fan somewhere and told them to go after themselves? Jordan probably loved it. <sighs> He's somebody. Dude, Durant's they, different though because he's got he like that. Insta- yeah, he's so sensitive about yeah. everything that it just makes you watch. He's like, dude, you're you're making thirty five million dollars to dunk a basketball. Just like ignore everything, you know. And do you want to talk about Michigan in any capacity at all? Or are you sort of done with college football or college um, basketball already? College football. I was impressed that they lost their first game of the year. And then came I thought back they were yet. done. And they were, were eight, they had a they had a they didn't have a good chance. And I would have told you that beforehand. I probably did that like they weren't going to beat Ohio State. It didn't feel like no this was the year of the team. But they were kind of sneaking in on um, the backs of like uh, some <laughs> yeah. other like breaks here and there. You know they weren't necessarily great, but they were in the right spot all season. <laughs> and then they just got throttled. So uh, I don't know, man. They got to play a different style of football, I think, if they want to keep up. They're, it's a little bit too old school. Like, Ohio State Oof. just runs them with speed. Like, you throw to a wide receiver and he just, like, runs Oof. past you. It's unbelievable. Michigan has no guys like that. Who's going to have a better college, uh, bat- year in college basketball, Michigan or Syracuse? I mean, Michigan, of course. But, uh, Syracuse is playing very poorly. Well, they Michigan's beat the, the national runner-up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they've actually, for the last five years, have been pretty – Stable in tournament runs. And I always give them two, a, two I always title games. In the tournament. Like yeah. yeah, but uh, they're good this year. I didn't think they would be good. I think they're they're going to be quite surprising in basketball. You're good. All right, you want some lightning round questions and we'll watch Raw. Sure. All right. Justin Parkinson, Maiden Utica. Check out MaidenUtica.com for all sorts of holiday deals yeah, on the website. Yeah, starts in tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah. we'll we'll do some photo shoots and yeah. fun stuff with them so that people can get a better yeah. idea of them. But we've already pre-sold a bunch. Same stuff like. I think there's under 50 mugs. I don't know how many shirts there's going to be. Least, no, under 47. Keep three. Yeah, under 47. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. I need at least three. See, that's not, right. a lot of it's yeah. going to go, so, so it's one of those yeah. things. It's just a run of what we have, and then they're gone. All right, beautiful. Minutia.com. Minutia.com slash shop. Justin Parkinson, the infamous headmaster, I believe is what I used this week. The, fer- the feral, crusty, infamous, dusty I like headmaster. the, I've been on this Oz kick. I want to be the guy behind Great the curtain. Yeah, and then, yeah. And Pay then no attention. Just not, not at all. Yeah, go over here and look at this thing. <laughs> Justin, uh, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first website or content you, like, visit when you get in your computer or look at your phone or something? Jeez. The first one that I visit, probably email. Email? Um, Yeah. That's probably the first one. I do. I read a lot of sports, so I go. It's not necessarily in what order because it depends yeah. on what happens or what I went to bed like wondering what sure. to check. But I'll usually go through like um, I like the trade rumor sites, so I go through MLB yeah. trade rumors, pro football rumors, the whole gamut, NBA hoops rumors or whatever. Yeah. So that's really my main one where I just kind of read transaction sheets yeah. in the morning. I don't know why, but I just get like a. It's just because right now the hot stove is going on. So I'll wake up in the morning, check trade rumors just to see if anybody's because today I think today was the first day of it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. People are signing Corbin's not going to the Yankees. I saw that. I uh, I wanted them to have Paxton and Corbin as two trash like balls. Yeah, but they're gonna uh, both stink, and uh, it would have been hilarious for them to be on the hook for those two idiots. But I used to get especially. In I'll Jan- take one in January and in August. I get really hyped up to read like the soccer transfer rumors yep, during same, that thing. Same thing. I'll go through the but same thing. I'll, the I'll check up years, on just. I don't know if you've known this. The all the rumors in England are bullshit. There's no it's, real yeah, good. It's the same crap that it insane. is here on any other. Yeah, think of it as football here. But there's I guess, no, right? there's no real like, at least with 
American sports, there are like certain like places, right? Yeah. Like if some guy on Twitter has that ESPN handle and he says it, he's accountable to a right. certain extent to say it, right? right? There's a lot of dudes on Twitter yeah, in England real, who real are just like over there. Do you see are, the Sterling yeah. thing? God, he's he's so like ugly. finally starting like to say the, something about it. He should though. Like they've been treating him really poorly for a long it's time. Outrageous. Look up, folks, if you want more about that? Look up Raheem Sterling yeah. for Manchester City. That would never fly here. No. Never. It's one of the weird, like, really dark things about, like, English football and, like, the... What would they have done to a Kaepernick? Now, Kaepernick, it's different, though. I I think Sterling has always kind of been a scapegoat in England because he was kind of bad attitude early on. It's just, it's it's cruel what they've done to him. Yeah. And, uh, I think they should get off it because he's proven to be very good, even though I don't like him as That makes him even matter, though. Yeah. Uh, all right, what's the worst job you've ever had, Justin? Hmm... That you worst, can talk about <laughs> public job when I was eighteen, fresh out of high school. I worked at the Home Shopping Network, yep, production facility of sorts, where I just loaded boxes onto a line for a bunch of foreign women to cut open. Um, not a lot of conversation. Had to be a certain amount of orders, but it was very. You're using a box cutter a lot. Your blade gets dull. You cut yourself. Yeah, you got to yeah. drive like forklifts to get huge crates full of stuff, mm-hmm. and then literally cut them open and load them to a table of women just stuff. So it's like 500 items in a box, and then they stuff them individually into a conveyor. Like 12 hour shifts during Christmas time. It was like 14 sometimes. Like you hit like a bonus, and they give you like a twenty dollar gift card. That was the one thing. Was like if you guys get a hundred and something, whatever, hundred hundred yeah. items an hour. <laughs> yeah. We'll give everybody, like, a bonus. And we're like, yeah, oh, cool. So everybody worked really hard. It was, like, $25 gift card to Walmart. We're like, all right, this job's, like, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's the uh, game from the office. It's like, this is for Dunkin' Donuts. Five bucks for any <laughs> any Dunkin' Donuts. You know? Like, oh, great. A $5 Dunkin' card. Thanks. Uh, it's not even worth the effort. I was re-watching some Office where you got here, actually. I love the office. Uh, what's the most interesting... I can't wait to get the answer to this one. What's the most interesting thing you've ever heard about yourself that wasn't true? Man, <laughs> I mean, I think everything's got almost a truth everywhere. Yeah, every everything you've heard. Yeah, there's uh, but there there might be, um, I don't. I guess I mean I could go all over the place with this one, yeah. but I'll stay in holiday spirit. Yeah. Um, I'm generally perceived as someone who doesn't enjoy Christmas. I'm glad you said that, actually. And I. Don't for the most part, you... but I do enjoy thir- certain things about it. Like my mom has a party every year that I'm looking forward to. That if it w- this was the same party in July, I would yeah. still look forward to it all the same. It just happens to be on Christmas Eve, so I don't look, hate I'm... Christmas. I'm gonna do all my stuff, but I'm, I'm not a religious guy. You know that for a fact. Uh, but there's a certain. This is gonna sound weird. There's a certain attitude I feel like with people around this time of year. People seem to just generally be a little bit. Like more, yeah, friendly. I want. It's weird because you go shopping and it's different. But like you run into people around the holidays, and people are generally more sort of friendly and welcoming than they would normally be. It's a good spirit for the most part. Yeah, you know, it's a stressful time of the year just in general because of. I I was reading something uh, like things that millennials save are saving, and because they get you know bad rap, blah blah blah. One of them's holidays, but the holiday yeah. that they're saving the most is Halloween. Love Halloween. So nine billion dollars <laughs> this year in like Halloween or something like that. But the, this millennial yeah. crowd is the one driving yeah. that market. So it's weird because I think people are just off. People like the holidays and like Christmas. I think they just are spending their money Candy on other feels less things. Openly consumeristic <laughs> than like Costumes buying tons of gifts and, and decorating it, your house. That's sort of like more of a ceremonial thing okay. in a way. Like people like the <clears throat> idea of dressing up. Co- 
Christmas doesn't have that same accessibility to it, yeah. right? Because it has the the religious sort of aspect. There's to it. no giving of gifts to multiple people, so you can go more no, balls think, to the wall on Halloween. You could yeah. actually go to three parties with three different costumes because exactly. you're not buying 15 exactly. presents for a bunch of kids. Right. You know, exactly. <laughs> like there's a you can have more fun with it. It's you can spend more money on it, I guess. What's an embarrassing phase you went through at some point in time in terms of fashion or or like a fashion choice or style choice over the years Jankos probably Jankos I was gonna say people probably give you crap about your your long haired Kurt Russell Forrest Gump phase you had for a while before you shaved the beard off although I thought it was uh, had a particular charm to it yeah well I like doing things where you can especially hair and beard where you're I did it like the first time I ever did that was in when I was going through finishing school where it's just like all right when this is done i can't do this i would have to be a little bit more professional for a while so i was like i'm gonna let it go for as long as humanly possible just because when's the next (laughs) time you can yeah it's true and then i was in a spot again where screw it grow it as long as humanly possible just because you can nobody's holding me accountable for it you're like i don't have to look any certain way when's the next time i'm gonna be able to do it either i'll lose it or i'll never be in a spot where i can just be carefree and grow it again so it may have been the last time ever, and I want to know what limits I could push. Now I know. It's pretty good. How far have you gone with it? This is about as far as I've Don't you ever want to know? I'm ready to get rid of it, actually. I've been kind of up and down on it, but you actually stole my idea of going mustache with the... Sideburns? Uh, not the sideburns, uh, but with the, 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 the growth underneath? Yeah. Uh, well, this was an accident. I was trying to trim around my mustache because it was getting yeah. a little long, and I just took a nip yeah. out of it, and I was yeah. like, you know what? Not What's... A, not good. What's something you're a big fan of that people wouldn't necessarily assume you're a big fan of? I've been on a big Jennifer Aniston kick. She's the Does best. Does that count? Um, <laughs> That's good. I like strong, powerful women vocalist. Mm, interesting. I'm a huge like Whitney Houston. That doesn't surprise um, me at all. Rihanna. Like, I like, um, you like Rihanna? I love Rihanna. You never talked to me about your Rihanna obsession. Well, I don't tell people about of it. Of course not. So, wasn't that the question? Wasn't <laughs> that the question? That's a good point. Total reboy, um, this guy. Yeah, I've gone through her discography like four or five times. She's very talented. It's, uh, I just something, yeah. I like that she just doesn't care about anything. What a girl, you know? And uh, this is one you'll always like. We'll close out on this one again. Thanks for coming to do this, as if you weren't going to come over yeah. anyway. Uh, give me one is one to try for Give me one book, album, movie, or show you're currently reading, listening to, or watching. I would watch the Internet's Own Boy, the mm. Aaron Swartz um, yeah. documentary that I just watched. I think that was a really good thing about the SOPA thing. Yep. Uh, he was a big pioneer of protection of privacy and mm. a lot of these weird things that I think we're going to start facing on an Internet thing. Aaron Swartz was fighting for and against on an open content thing uh, many years ago, and I kind of feel ashamed of myself that I didn't learn more about it yeah. up until now. Because he's he literally the the documentary's appropriate title. He's the boy of the internet. Like this guy, mm. kid, man, like he was a young, young, smart he's twenty six when he killed himself, but he started a year a many years ago. Um and I wish I knew more about him sooner just because of the work he was doing. A lot more of this stuff happening now would make sense and it's a shame he's not here to fight a lot of this because he probably half this wouldn't happen. Yeah. So if you do watch a little bit of it and see where we are and what he's done, um, I think you realize that we're probably missing that guy right now, so uh, you got your Christmas present from our good friend Steve earlier. Yeah. It was an absolutely terrifyingly outrageous Wolf Galaxy shirt. Uh, I can't wait for you to this put it Kevin on. Kevin Sullivan's fault. What he started here was... Yeah, this is all Kevin's fault. This is a, a disaster, and, and uh, I think he revels in it. And What he started here is a long, slow burn. In- <laughs> I'm not here to control anybody else's behavior. I'm not here to tell anybody else what to do or how to live their life. The choices they make are theirs and theirs alone. He's a stimulus package, that's all. Here, hold this dinosaur <laughs> so I can take a picture of you for the podcast. With- there you go, your coffee in your hands. You look very tough. 
Yeah, look at you. You're a whole... It's a photo or a video? It's a photo. Oh, that's good. All right, good. Fine. All right, and that's it. Thanks for coming, man. Let's go watch wrestling, and we'll be back to the show in just a moment. No, no, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Justin, once again. Uh, after this is over, I'm sure we'll play some Arnold Palmer golf on Sega for a couple hours afterwards. Oh, We've been playing a lot of it. <laughs> I love that Sega Arnold Palmer. I know, yeah, there's every this, time I'm yeah. here, they're in it. Here's, yeah, here's your deep dive, uh, folks. If you want something, me and Justin are addicted to an old Sega Genesis like, literally game. Literally addicted. Addicted. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's called uh, Arnold Palmer Tournament Golf for Sega Genesis. Look it up. It's great. They're in here talking strategies and standards and scheming. Like, it's no, but fun. I see them like all the time. Oh, you come on the morning, the you come on the morning on the weekend. They're there, like no, I just plotting and planning, and trading off hole to hole. They're really we have a nice there. we have a nice system working. We're playing a season as one player, just named Tiger, <laughs> and um, nope, you can stop now. <laughs> and we play the tournament. So I'll play the first three holes, then he plays the next three, and you go back and forth because I'm better in the beginning. He's better at closing okay. out the show. We've won the title once. It's wow. very good so far. We're about to win it again. Wow. He's an unstoppable force. Any, not not. I mean, our single player. Yeah, just not. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, history lessons this week. Uh, <laughs> Move on to history lessons. Uh, there were like a thousand. This is like the week that they give out the Nobel Peace Prizes. So instead of me just trying to pick one particular person, I'll give you a list of all the people over the years who won Nobel Peace Prizes on all this of day. Them? Not all of them, but some. Good. It'd be uh, a lot. <laughs> 1906, uh, U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt was the Great. first first Great guy, first American to win it. So that's a good one for us. Our first, our first guy. I like Teddy Roosevelt. One of the uh, all time. All time, all time greats. Uh, 1931, Jane Addams uh, was mm-hmm. the first U.S. woman to be named the co-recipient of the Peace Prize. Of course, it was co-recipient. Right? 1931, all right, well, what are you going to do? 1964, Nobel Peace Prize presented to Dr. Martin Luther King in Oslo. This is only a few years uh, after he was, I think he got arrested for a protest three years before that. So, yeah, like Selma? Yeah. Was that yeah, the Selma yeah, three years before yeah, three that? Three years before that, so. Makes sense, certainly yeah. well-deserved. Yeah. Uh, 2009, U.S. President Barack Obama accepts the uh, Nobel Peace Prize. Not quite as well deserved. Probably not as well deserved <laughs> no, for all his so drone strikes. Yeah. No, yeah, that was even, that was before he yeah. was like fully drone strike, and it was like, hey, you're the president was, now. But I mean, we were yeah. in the glow of Obama. But it wasn't us that gave it to him. I know, but everyone, the world was. The world was we, the glow. We world was a glow with Obama. Uh, and then 2016, Bob Dylan is awarded uh, the Nobel Prize for Literature at a ceremony he chooses not to attend because gangster yeah. sticks sticks with the way Bob Dylan's been his whole life. There was a lot of calls early in the presidency for Trump for him to get the Nobel Peace no. Prize. Do you think it's going to happen? No. No. No chance. No. I gotta say something. Well, something tells me that it's not <laughs> gonna quite quite get there. You don't think so? Did you see, he was out there saying one day though. They out there saying. Um, he was out saying one day something about like you know many people want me to get it. I'm sure they won't. Like basically, <laughs> many people. Basically, like trying to like just double down on the oh I didn't want it anyway and <laughs> I wouldn't accept it. So silly. Uh, all right, so there you go. Awesome. Some Nobel Peace talk. Uh, on this day, 19. 19- 
46. Tide detergent was first introduced into U.S. test markets as the world's first heavy-duty detergent, uh, and it became nationwide in 1949. It quickly gained the U.S. detergent market, dwarfing the sales of its two main competitors. Ivory Snow was one of them, and of course, uh, Gold Dust Washing Powder. That was the other one. Very tough. Strong branding. Um, a lot of it had to do with the branding, actually, because it was one of the first... Uh, it was one of the first... Corpora uh, corporations to use like day glow colors and packaging and to mm -hmm. make it really striking. Uh, and that's sort of the design that sort of stuck with Tide forever, right? Even in 2012, uh, like the, the Tide pods, mm -hmm. they had like a 15% share of the market in terms of like what they were selling. Tide still like runs the detergent game. So there you go. Tide. Go Tide. Go Tide. <laughs> it, it's funny. Send us money, Tide. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Ja in January of 13, it had more than 30% of the entire market share for all liquid detergents, even though it averages twice as much as even the closest leading competitor. That's name brand power right there. That's like, like the first one I think about, though. Tide? Yeah, it's like, what else would you... Clorox and Tide are like the two big names of things I could think of, right? Mm -hmm. I don't remember the Clorox because the commercials from back okay. in the day. And Clorox 2. Remember Clorox 2? No. That was another commercial. Clorox is real specific, too, because of the bleach thing. The like bleach Clorox. thing. Like, I use, I use Clorox interchangeably with bleach sometimes. Yeah, it's one of those words, right? Or like Band-Aid. Grab the bleach, yeah. grab the Clorox. Yeah, get the Clorox. How often you got bleach on you, man? You using, you using a lot of Clorox? You call yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've worked <laughs> You work at a bar. I've worked oh, a, lot, yeah. a lot of kitchens, a lot of bars, a lot of you know, brewing sense places. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> bleach is around. <laughs> All right, so moving on, 1981, Muhammad Ali lost his 61st and final fight to heavyweight Trevor Burdock. Uh, Muhammad Ali, like, one of the greatest of all time, but kind of had a weird sort of last few stages of his career on the way out. Um, As everybody does. Yeah. Rolling Stones albums in the 80s, <laughs> Jay-Z albums now, <laughs> Muhammad Ali towards the end of his career. So here's a, uh, here's a couple of good ones. June 1, 1976, Ali gets into the ring at a World Wrestling Federation show in Philadelphia and has a confrontation with then-professional wrestling champion Gorilla Monsoon. It was like one of the first times that a wrestler and like a boxer had any yeah, take, but Ali does not want that smoke from Gorilla Monsoon. No, he did not. After dodging a few punches, Monsoon put Ali in the airplane spin and dumped him outside of the ring. I'll play games with Gino Morello. Uh, later, in that, uh, later that month, on June 26, 1976, uh, Muhammad Ali participated in an exhibition bout in Tokyo against basically the Japanese equivalent of Hulk Hogan, Antonio Inoki. He was like the mm. most popular Japanese wrestler of all time. Uh, Ali, okay, so the match was not scripted, right? Most wrestling matches, I hate to break it to you guys, are scripted. This was not. This was just a boxer and a wrestler who got in a ring and had a fight. And what happened was, it's really amazing, Ali tries to have a boxing match, and Antonio Inoki just gets on all fours and keeps kicking him in the leg. It's outrageous. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Just want to do some weird stuff on YouTube this week. Yeah. Uh, it caused two blood clots and infection in Ali's leg. It almost caused it to be amputated. Um, what the heck? Yeah, it was an outrageous Jesus. moment. Yeah, it's an outrageous moment. Uh, and it's considered to be an influential fight now, though, uh, because it's sort of one of the first examples of, like, the standardization of, like, mixed martial arts. One of the first times people had seen something like this. It wasn't great, but it was sort of important. Uh couple other fights he had we're not going to go through everything but uh 1978 he fought uh leon spinks he did eventually become one of the like the one of the only four-time world heavyweight champions 
Uh, but he did end up getting beaten up pretty badly in a fight with Larry Holmes that kind of rushed the end of his career. Who, Ali? Yeah, Ali. Mm. Yeah, kind of got beat up pretty bad. In a fight that uh, Larry Holmes admitted he didn't want to take because he knew Ali didn't have much left and it was going to be ugly. Uh, again, boxing gets real ugly. It's kind of weird that boxing's still around. <laughs> but, yeah, crazy stuff. Heather, thank you for sitting through the boxing oh, portion. My pleasure. She was having a really tough time. On this day, 1997, I'm going to bring back one for you. On this day, 1997, Spice World, the movie directed by Bob Spears and starring the girl group The Spice Girls, premiered in the UK. Heather, do you have any thoughts on The Spice Girls? Terrible. My little sister would watch it all the time. So she liked it. She loved it. Yeah. She loved it. My brother and sister would watch it as well. I remember that quite a bit. (laughs) Number Number one grossing film in the UK is also very successful in the US, breaking the record for the Highest ever debut for a Super Bowl weekend, which is a really weird... Terrible. ...stat. Uh, it received generally negative reviews from the critics. It has a rating of 35 on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, a lot of people say it's kind of like... for That no movies about musicians have ever really been good. That like all the old Beatles movies they made and all the Monkees movies were terrible as well. And this at least had more of a quote-unquote plot... I think if I remember, because I remember, you know, I definitely saw it when I was young. Um, it'd be on at the house a lot. I think, you know, one of my siblings, I think, owned it on VHS. And I think they were like, so it was something like they got caught up in like some international spy ring stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you had like some default, like, oh, there's these guys and this robbery and this jewels or money or whatever. So at least no. give them a plot as opposed to like, oh, here they are just singing the songs. <laughs> so uh, Gene Siskel uh, in the... in. Into three weeks since nineteen ninety eight, reviewed the movie and said he declared he had already seen the worst movie of the year. However, at the worst filming, uh, the worst of nineteen ninety eight special, he chose a different film for worst movie of nineteen ninety eight. A little film starring Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck about people who go to outer space to drill into an asteroid that's heading oh, toward Earth. Yes, Armageddon. That was terrible. Um, so this brought me to a couple interesting things. Uh, this film is listed in the Golden Raspberry Awards book, the official Razzie movie guide, uh, as one of the 100 most enjoyable bad movies ever made. And this got me kind of into a uh, thinking about like good bad movies. Uh, the Ringer, back earlier this year, did a really nice article ranking the top 50 best bad movies of all time based on their formula they came up, which was like critical response compared to their Rotten Tomatoes ranking versus, like, how much, like, traction it made in post career. So there's a whole list. And they put Spice World at number 35 on their list. Would you guys like me to run through some of these movies that were on like the list? I number All right, number 15 was a movie from 2002 called Triple X, starring Vin Diesel. Great seen- movie. Oh, I remember Great that movie. movie. <laughs> remember Great movie. Movie. <laughs> movie. Super extreme. Deserved all three X's. <laughs> yeah, very extreme. Uh, number 14 from 1989. This one's close to my heart. The Hulk Hogan classic No Holds Barred. Starring- I forgot about that movie. I watched that movie a hundred times when I was I a kid. It, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number 13, 1995, Showgirls, another movie that I thought was controversial oh, and watched when I was younger. No, that's no, the one with that's uh, Jesse Spano from oh, Saved by the terrible. Bell. Yeah, and Kyle MacLachlan from Twin Peaks fame playing the bad guy. Yeah, I, I actually, that's it. I like that movie. I actually that's watched a, it like three or four Well, you have to. You're a Kyle MacLachlan truther, so you couldn't possibly speak ill against your <laughs> god emperor Kyle. <laughs> number 12 from 1999, She's All That. Is that? Oh, I love that oh, movie. Yeah. Would, yeah, come on. I love that movie. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good one, too. Again, these are good, bad movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, that movie actually has a Rotten Tomato ranking of 38, which I oh. think is very low. That's kind of harsh. 
Uh, by the way, No Holds Barred by Hulk Hogan has an 11 rating. That was the lowest one I've seen on here so far. We'll get to one that's lower coming up. Uh, number 11, 2000 Leonardo DiCaprio classic, The Beach, has a 19% approval rating on right, Rotten Tomatoes. Right. But people kind of like that one now. They think that's like underappreciated in its time, I hear. Pretentious movie people. Number 10, Speed 2, Cruise Control, 1997. This has the lowest ranking of anything on the list with 3%. Have you ever seen Speed 2? No. It sucks. Number nine, Over the Top, Sylvester Stallone, the arm wrestling movie. You ever oh, seen that I like one? that movie. That's a good little... one. When he turns the hat backwards, that part is dope. I like any movie with Sly Stallone. I'm surprised there's... I'm like a whole Stallone kick right now we've been watching. You're on a Stallone kick? I know. Did we you watch Cliffhanger? Watch you're on Stallone. No, we didn't do that. We, How the hell did we you get on a Stallone kick? movies to watch and those... You watched were... Tango and Cash? Yeah, I've seen that. Right. Did you watch the one where they're stuck underground? Daylight, I think it's called. Daylight. Yeah, I've seen that. Daylight is... Amazing. So what are you watching in your Stallone kick? The um one where they oh they're just trees. I can't remember why am I having a blank right now. Cliffhanger. There was one called Assassin with him and Antonio Banderas. Saw that one. Uh, There's one called Victory with him and Michael Caine where they are playing soccer as U.S. refugee uh, as U.S. prisoners of war during World War II against the Germans. It's an amazing movie. Stallone and Michael Caine. It's so good. Victory. There's like one where they're a prison. There's two of them. Yeah, he likes prison movies. He's in a prison. He was in a prison movie with Schwarzenegger. I don't remember the name. Terrible names. But anyway, I'm on a, that kick. Yeah. That right now. Uh, no, number, here's one I like. Number eight, Final Destination. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's like a good, that. good movie. Great, I don't know if that's I'd a good, that bad right movie. Now. No, that's, yeah. That's, I'd watch that. that. That fits as a good, bad movie. How about number seven, Anaconda from 1997. I paid money to go to a theater and watch this with my Same. sister. I saw that, yeah. Same. I don't my, remember where I went. One, one of those Friday nights at the yeah. mall when she Anaconda. Shout out to my older sister, Karen. This is one of her favorite movies. She thinks it's hilarious that like Ice Cube and Jennifer Lopez are in this movie, and she thinks John Voight is a creep. She loves this movie so much. My sister, Karen, is the best with bad movies. We do have a lot of conversations. That seems, that makes a lot of sense. Yo. She seems like she would get a good kick out yeah. of a bad movie. Here's one that a lot of people talk about that I'm not as familiar with, 2004's White Chicks. Oh, I it's didn't like, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually saw that at the movie theater. Yeah, you paid, movie for, you paid yeah. money for that one? Yep. I saw that on TV on the stripped antenna cable, like six channels <laughs> that we get two weeks ago. And I watched for about 20 minutes and I was like, oh my God, this is... A lot of people yeah. swear by that movie, though. A lot of people swear by a lot of things. Number five, 1997, Batman and Robin. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that. That a, that's the one with Jim Carrey, or is that no. Batman Forever? No, it's the one with Mister Freeze. Mm. I like Batman Forever better. You're a fool. They're all good. Every all the yeah. Batman movies are good. That's the thing that people <laughs> tend to forget. Uh, number four, Masters of the Universe, 1987. That's the Dolph Lundgren as He Man live action movie. Uh, Live-action He-Man movie. Courtney Cox is in it really early on before she was uh, Monica, mm-hmm. so that's pretty funny. Uh, number three, another movie I paid money to go see in the theater, 1995, Congo, Killer Apes oh, in the Jungle. That. Congo. Congo's a good movie. Pretty decent book. Good. Tim Curry movie doing... Movie not so good. Crichton book, pretty good. I like Tim Curry doing like one of the worst accents he's ever done in his whole life. He's like, we are in the lost city of Zinge. It's really, it's over the top and it's unreal. It's, it's a good one. I actually have two copies of the book Congo. If anybody wants the book Congo for Christmas, DM Looks me good. on Twitter and I'll mail it to you. I'll I need to know if Tremors is on that list. Tremors is a good, good movie. I wonder. I, I legitimately like Tremors. Tremors. I, know, pro- I just watched it again like a couple weeks ago. These movies had to have a negative Rotten Tomatoes rating to be considered, and I think that Tremors probably doesn't. Okay. It's probably like in the fifty sevens, right? Like wow. somewhere. Uh, people like that movie. I'm I don't think it's that good. Uh, number two, Will Smith, 
Wild Wild West, 1999. Wow. Never actually Never watched seen it. Actually watched that. But I've heard bad things. Number one, a movie I paid money for. A movie I was excited for. 1998. Godzilla, the Matthew oh. Broderick version. Mm. It's pretty bad. However, the poster for the new Godzilla movie came out today, and I am my hype levels are at 10,000. How many Godzilla oh, yeah? movies have there been? 10,000. I mean, I mean <laughs> total? Very high. Total? Yeah, total? Like really. 10,000. Oh, 30, 33. 30, if you're counting every Japanese Godzilla movie, they'll, they'll, let, like, they'll let just about anybody make a Godzilla movie. <laughs> no, and they, they won't. Almost, and they have almost no budget. They use no actors. They use no special <laughs> effects. Uh, they use no screenwriters. That went longer than I thought it was, so we won't do... I feel like every year we get to this date and we do uh, 2001 Winona Ryder arrested for shoplifting and we never talk about it. Dude, because what, what, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Yeah, it happened. Acting wild. Oh, that's fine. Don't uh, wild. Stranger Things season three trailer dropped today. Say. I saw that. Pretty excited about that. I'm excited for that. Stranger Things really did sort of like bring her back to the mainstream. Right? It was like, come up for her. Yeah, yeah, it was a big come up for her. Uh-huh. I'm excited. I haven't seen the trailer, but it's not really a trailer so much as just, just like a little teaser thing. Yeah. Probably. It's literally just the titles of all the episodes. You know, what's one of the interesting the... things about Stranger Things is that it, um, as like somebody who watches it and enjoys it, you can tell that you're on a timer. Like, these kids are getting older, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So you can feel very, very much like you're up against time or whatever, which is a cool aspect of this show. Uh, So a couple wild news stories I wanted to get to. This one just came across the boards today before, as I was getting ready. Did you see Beyonce is going to perform at uh, the wedding of the richest woman in India? Like, their family owns, like, 40, they're worth, like, $47 billion. Nice. So now Beyonce is performing at the wedding. There's going to be more than 100 chartered flights Bollywood stars, all sorts of celebrities. Uh, list includes Bill Clinton and his wife, Hillary Clinton. They're going to be there. Uh, just seems wild. Beyonce doing weddings now really sets the standard for what like the most glamorous wedding is. Now, how do you top Beyonce yeah, at performing at your wedding? Like, What's the next step up from that? I mean, I don't want to say not living in India, um, <laughs> but... <laughs> That's fair. It, yeah, that's just it seems. I mean, if you've got you the mo- if you've got the money, money, what do, do you care? Have? All all the money, <laughs> unlimited money. Uh, the, the 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 net worth of forty seven billion dollars is what no, they're saying. Do you know what they're paying? What she what they paid? What they're paying? No, they pay almost anything. The wedding invitation. They pay her a billion dollars. It's like forty six billion left. The wedding invitation <laughs> includes necklaces and precious stones stacked in a two tiered floral uh, box at a cost of three hundred thousand dollars each. You gotta be. Effing kidding me. Kind of makes you sick a little bit, though. It makes you sick a lot. It makes you sick. It should make you sick a ton. It's disgusting. There's nothing to aspire to. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of making people sick, uh, I don't have much on this story, but did you guys see the blood clot that broke the internet this week? I thought Aaron posted that. Oh, yeah. So, okay. (laughs) Basically, this guy had... There's this story going around. It was in the Atlantic. This guy had lung disease, and he coughed up a blood clot that stayed in the shape of the artery. Like the little, yeah. Like, you can see, look at it. It's horrifying. That's the actual that blood. I'm going through Twitter and like right up there is yeah. a picture of that. It's one of the most visually arresting <laughs> medical anomalies in medical history. The The blood clot came out shaped like the lung passage it was blocking in basically full detail. Yo, shout out, to the, shout out to that guy. Because <laughs> I see that thing and I, I imagine what you would have to do to literally Ugh. pull that thing out of your own throat. Ugh. And that guy... Ugh. He's the type of guy who can be on my team when shit's going down. (laughs) Because he doesn't flinch. He's never lost. Never lost. Uh, uh, Speaking of people who lost... That's a tough guy. 
Speaking of Something. people who lost this week, big loss to the folks at the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals who got dogged on As the always. internet. <laughs> Yo. As always. So uh, PETA just loves shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, they put out a post this week that they put down almost immediately because of all the flack they got, which was about anti-animal language and the words we and the phrases we use like kill two birds with one stone. That's anti-animal mm. language. Instead, we should be saying feed two birds with one scone. That is... That's what they said. <laughs> I can see where they were trying to be cute here. Here's another one for me being a clickbait truther. This isn't a real story. It's not a real thing. I bet in their marketing meetings, they were like, if we put this out and say that we actually want mm-hmm. people to say this, everybody's going to talk about PETA. People who hate us hate us anyway, so they're going to talk shit. But the people who are towards our cause might donate some money and they'll give us some press. It's a made-up story. They've got marketing I think teams. That sounds good. Uh, okay. See? Special shout-out to this week to my favorite person of the week. Uh, striker for France's uh, for France and Lyon's women's national soccer team, Ada Hagerberg. You read a story about this at all? No. Uh, okay, so... The soccer it, story? I missed it. I totally missed it. Uh, <laughs> it didn't my feed. So for the first time... <laughs> feed. So in, uh, in the world of soccer, the most prestigious award that you can win uh, is the Ballon d'Or. It's like the highest individual award in all of European soccer, right? Uh, for the first time ever, they decided they were going to award a women's uh, award. They used to just be one single award for every now they're doing a women's award. And Ada, uh, Ada is the first ever women's winner of this award. And she went, and she went up to, uh, to accept the award, and the guy who was hosting it was this terrible French DJ who asked her if she would twerk with the, with the award, to which she looked at him and said... No, and walked off stage. So I respect her for just like blowing this dude yeah. off. But like, come on, France, do better. I should have known better when I saw French DJ. But like, come on, you gotta, you gotta do better than that. It's just like good for you for having like respectability, Ada, and just like blowing past it and holding up your award like a true winner that you are. Respect. Yeah, I mean, fr- a French DJ has got to be like the basement level, like degenerate base <laughs> yeah. behavior. I'm not surprised, you know what I mean? Like, what are you just yeah, that's this is your guy. This is you this, got. Is this your king? Uh, all right. Uh, we talked a lot about movies today, uh, and just for fun, I read an article this week. It was talking about some of the big, the eight biggest movies that are coming out in the upcoming year. I wanted mm. to do a little bit of like end of year stuff for the upcoming year. So I'm going to list these movies for you guys. And I want you to answer on the scale that you would do like if you were filling out a survey, right? So it's like somewhat excited, excited, somewhat disinterested, or disinterested, right? So we'll go across that. And neutral. And neutral, neutral, right? So neutral. neutral. So those are your five choices, basically, okay? (laughs) Well, they're all going to – we'll find out. So let's see. Uh, Number one is the M. Night Shyamalan movie Glass, which is the sequel uh, to um, the final movie, The Unbreakable Trilogy – uh, sequel to the 2016 hit Split, and of course, um, bre- uh, was it The Sixth Sense? Right? Sixth yeah. Sense? Not Sixth Sense. No. What's the, Sixth Sense. Uh, Unbreakable, right? Yeah, Unbreakable. Kev, I feel like you should still it first. You know more. This movie's more up your alley, I feel like. Than... Uh, yeah, very excited. Very excited. I still haven't actually seen Split, but as soon as Split shows up on streaming, I will watch it probably, you know, as soon as possible at that point, and I'll be excited <laughs> to see it. I liked Unbreakable. And it's crazy because this is one of those things where, like, years and years later, Shyamalan comes out and is like, by the way, these movies are related. This is a trilogy. Kept this up my sleeve for 15 years. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. Heather? I just have, I want to see it. Um, I have to see the one with the guy. Oh, am I supposed to say that? Somewhat excited. I'm somewhat excited. (laughs) Somewhat excited. But not very excited. But not very excited. Not strongly excited. Because I need to see the one one movie with the one guy. Same. Yeah, Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. That's what I said, Split. I got to see it as well. I like. 
I like the name Mr. Glass. I like Samuel L. Jackson. I like a, like a sort of a uh, satirical take on the superhero, or a different take Do on the superhero. Do you think super- it'll be satirical? Not satirical, but like they're going to subvert it. I guess subversive take on like the superhero genre that's out now. It's like... It is sort of about superheroes, but I don't think they're going to do it in a way like we've seen. Right? I think they're, I think it's going to be in like a more. I mean, just look, looking at it from like I said, I didn't see Split, but from the end of Unbreakable, I think it'll be a more a lot of the movie like a Chronicle or something like that mm-hmm. was would be a yeah. more realistic yeah, look more yeah. dark like and how yeah. superheroes would like like almost like an origin story of superheroes coming to exist in the culture. Yeah, at large. yeah. absolutely. That's why I'm intrigued with it a little bit. Uh, number two, the next big Marvel movie uh, before the last big Marvel movie before Avengers Endgame, which I, I don't even know if it's on this list. Captain Marvel, starring Brie Larson, the first Marvel movie with a female superhero lead. Uh, Heather, where are you at on this? Not interested. Not interested no. at all. Not excited. Mm-hmm. You tired of superhero movies? What's I'm done. Your, done. I should probably get into him because I have a son. He might be interested in, but no. He's a little too young for. He might catch into it like later no, on. No, think about it. Think about three. it. I mean, yeah, he certainly doesn't like him when he's three now. Yeah. But when <laughs> the kids, when the kids five <laughs> oh. or six or seven, it will be dominating yeah. the culture. Yeah. And I need to know every the very foundational like archetypical things that he sees, even at the age two and three. Mm-hmm is in this Marvel lore. So yeah, that'll be the biggest shit in his pop culture universe. What about you? What are your thoughts on Captain Marvel? Um, Seems cool enough. The, I, the worst Marvel movies for me are always ones where I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem great. I don't know a lot about the character. I yeah. like Brie Larson. I like a lot of the other people in the movie. Yeah. So we'll see. Jude Law, Samuel L. Jackson. There's uh, only so much time in the year for me to watch comic book movies, and all my money's going to Avengers, probably. I'm going to say somewhat excited, because I like the Captain Marvel character, big fan of Brie Larson, but both trailers I've seen for this movie leave me kind of, like, meh about it. It doesn't, nothing about it seems particularly grabbing to me so far, so I've kind of bumped it down a little bit. All right, let's move on to uh, the <laughs> Tim Burton headed, directed Dumbo remake that's coming out this year. Are you excited for Tim Burton's Dumbo? Kevin, we watched this trailer together. What are your thoughts on Dumbo? Um, somewhat excited. I don't know that it's something that I will specifically watch, but I'm glad it's happening and I'm glad it exists. Yeah. I don't think it's something I'll go out of my way to, like, go see. Yeah. Maybe at some point in my life I'll watch it, I think. It looks interesting. I like what they're doing. So yeah, somewhat excited. One of my first Disney movies. My mom loves this one, so I'm very excited for her, like by proxy. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm somewhat excited. Somewhat for excited. It. Yeah. It looks a little dark. It. It's Tim Burton. That's the thing. I'm yeah, kind of interested just, to see what. Tim that's Burton. actually that, Yeah. That's one of the things that sort of that makes me a little bit more interested in to see a different take, ish. Uh, same lines. Disney 2019 live action remake Aladdin. I'm all for that. All I'm for sorry, it. Sorry, wasn't my turn. No, that's fine. I'm I'm just gonna say very excited for remake of Aladdin. I'm more excited for the remake of Aladdin than I am for Dumbo. I'll put it that way. Yes. I would say I'm somewhat excited because I feel like there's a lot of area to traipse all over something that I already enjoy quite a bit. Yes. It's gonna be annoying if it sucks. <laughs> it is you gonna know be annoying I mean? if it sucks. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there for number five, the next and final chapter of the X-Men tr- uh, series for Sony called Dark Phoenix. Come on, there's not more of these. Yeah. yeah Is I, there really? Negative interest, right? I got nothing on this. I'm um, neutral-ish. Yeah. I, I, I just don't care. 
when they <laughs> call me when they get to Marvel's universe and I can see Wolverine fight Thor, then I'm excited. I don't, show me Wolverine yeah. in blue and goddamn yellow. Yeah, show me. That's all I want to see is Wolverine in blue and yellow. Show me Hugh Jackman with them Hemsworth boys and anyone, like, and then the guys out there. I don't want to see it Jackman's out there. Getting too old. They're gonna need a new a new Wolverine. Oh, new Wolverine. Tom Hardy. Yes, <laughs> Tom Hardy for That's new Wolverine. I stopped speaking. No, you, he's you pulled the thought out of my brain. He's Venom. He can do anything he wants. He's Bane too. Does he care? <laughs> That's a great point. Uh, number six, the sequel to the very successful Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, only semi-excited because I like Spider-Man. I never saw I didn't Homecoming. see the last one. Yeah, I heard I've it was never good. Seen I haven't so. seen any of the new, uh, what's his name, Little Kid Spider-Man movies. Uh, little Kid. Yeah. Plays him. He's good, apparently. I, That's yeah. what I hear. I just haven't seen him. Uh, number seven. Marissa Tomei, though, right? Yes, I do like this. That's the big exception. Uh, number seven, the new Quentin Tarantino movie uh, set during the Manson family murder sprees Once Upon a Time in Hollywood starring Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Very excited. Very excited. Very excited, very, very excited yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie also in it. Damian Lewis, Dakota Fanning, Al Pacino. Heavy hitters. I'm always excited folks. for a big... When are we getting this Al Pacino, De Niro, Joe Pesci, Scorsese, Netflix movie Never. about Jimmy Hoffa? I don't, I don't know. I heard they shot it. I still want to watch I that. I there was a one. They just did a movie, too. Well, didn't the Travolta well, Hoffa movie come out last no, year? No, it was Gotti. That was old. Gotti? Thing. I'm into that. Now, are you? I want to watch that. I just watched Heat the other day for the first time. Oh, yeah? How did you think like I liked it for that time. I'd watch, I loved the remake yeah, that yeah. one. It's a good heist movie. No, uh, whoa. Yeah, remake no, it with, this, with like, the same guys. What do you mean, remake? You're not same guys, Those no. guys are grandfathers. They can barely move. You got to read. I saw Robert De on Saturday Night Live this week. He can barely read. I know. That was terrible to watch. That was terrible. It was bad. Certainly lost a step off the fastball. Neither him or the guy who was hosting could, could carry their lines. Neither of them could. Re- they're actors. You can't who remember was lines? the guy. What Jason was his name? Aquaman. Oh, Jason yeah, he Mamo. was great. He I wasn't so bad in certain applications. I they, I was dying laughing when they made him the elf. That was like great. The, the Aqua Teen Hunger <laughs> Force funny. voice filter, and he's that talking like Carl. But that was like a very um, personal. Like, do people realize this is like a full on Aqua Teen thing happening right now? I didn't know until you just said it. And I'm just yeah. gonna put this down here. Uh, number eight, Star Wars Episode Nine, the last Star Wars movie. I haven't seen, I haven't the, seen the last, the last Star Wars movie I saw was the one where Hayden Christensen falls into the lava. Yeah, there you go. It was the last one I mean, I've seen. I saw it last in the theaters. I'd like, go see this one in the theaters. If my nephews want to go. You see every I'll Star Wars movie in the theaters. I didn't see one before that in the theaters. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Five times. I still haven't seen the first five I times. didn't see You the... spent the whole weekend in that theater. <laughs> the last Star Wars Why movie. Why do you think he's got such takes about the seats? Got it. I do have takes about the seats. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't care about this that much, but I'm sure my nephew will want to watch it. And yeah, it makes back. sense. All right, uh, we went long on that, but that's okay. Very movie-centric back half like of this that. show. I'm, yeah, movies are always like easy to talk about. Everybody's always engaging with movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so thanks for sitting through Parkinson. We are, again... Getting toward that end of that holiday season. I noticed a lot of our shows coming forward for the next two weeks, uh, well, the next three weeks, are on, like, come out on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So I don't know what I'm going to do about either of those things. Monday's the 24th and the 31st this year. We'll just do, like, uh, posse cuts. Like, posse just cuts. big, like, party episodes. <laughs> party episodes there's a lot of people sure. at the house. And we're just, just people talking. Although, you, you know what? Now that Parkinson and Cliff don't live upstairs, is our house no longer a default party house? That's fine. I'm into it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not, I think the party all moved up to the other homestead. Probably. So. Probably. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us once again. Episode 181. We'll catch you next week. Sayonara, humanoids. Uh, keep it tight. Woodstock lives. Join us uh, every week. You can follow us at unicast.com and our brand new 
website, uh, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud were taken over the web. Heather's already on her phone. She's disengaged from the outro. I'm sorry. No, my kid is sick. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Your son is sick, I know. That's it, folks. Keep it tight. We will catch you next week. Thank you.